Welcome to Get This Shit, the bi-monthly podcast that answers the questions you've always had, but forgot to ask. Prepare your earballs. for joining us today you're welcome oh my god <laughs> oh my god you all right my chair's being weird all right so uh <laughs> this is or articulating oh, a little asmr there fancy oh my god <laughs> we don't want people to get horny okay. <laughs> it's not that type of podcast no not this episode hey hey I will get people horny if I so choose. <laughs> your, this is our podcast. Don't censor me. Okay? Don't censor me. All right. All right. Don't yuck my yum. All right? Oh my God. That's the crowd you're going for. I hate for. it now. <laughs> you're so funny. You're getting all yucky on my yummy. <laughs> cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Oh my God. Uh, well, you may notice we sound a little different for this episode because this is GTS on the road. Um, uh, we are using some awesome equipment from our friend here, and uh, yeah, I'm an idiot and didn't bring my full uh, power supply. I brought everything else, mics, uh, even the pop screens. You did, God. Yeah. Didn't yep. bring the goddamn plug. You gotta bring the juice. You gotta bring, gotta the, bring juice. the juice. <laughs> yep. Well, fuck me. Yeah. So here there, we go. There were multiple mics, a mixer. Oh, yeah. Uh, now it's down to a laptop and one snowball mic. Yep. <laughs> Wildly different setup. Yep. And man, it, I broke it down quick, though. Like yeah. my dreams. Would you say we have a snowball's chance in hell? Oh my god, <laughs> yes. I wouldn't. I. But I have taste. <laughs> Me personally, so, though. That's. that's how I was raised. Oh my god. Well, thank you guys for coming back on the podcast. I'm just honored to be invited. I oh really thought it would be a one and done. No. Uh, the the listeners would uh, mail in complaints. We received <laughs> no mail. Riot in the street. No. Uh, you know, I don't have no a one... voice for radio. So, no. uh, thank you for welcoming me back. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you're saying no one mailed you? No one? There's no postage. No. Nope. Uh, exchanged on this. No. Nope. Oh, okay. None of it. Right. Not a not a pony well, that's or an a, express. That's a relief. Thank goodness. Yes. No snail mail. No snail trail mail. <laughs> snail trail mail. You're gross. Yes. Well, uh, what have you guys been up to since the last time we heard from you? Uh, we, we bought a house, right? I think since last yeah, time we were on the uh, show. Yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. Congratulations. We bought a damn house. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I just bought a car. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Damn. That's a lot of adulting. proving we're insane. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a fantastic amount of money that we didn't want to spend this year, but we ended up having to. So uh, thankfully, we're, I mean, Thankfully we could, but sweet Moses, it was more than we wanted to go through this year. I uh, can only imagine. Yeah, these are these are champagne problems, but it's still a lot of money. So. Champagne <clears throat> problems. I haven't heard that. 
I, I prefer it over first world problems. Yeah. It's a fun one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, when someone says first world problems, I want to headbutt them a little bit. Like, hey, everyone's got problems, dick nose. Right. Dick nose. Right. Well, not to mention, like, I mean, in a lot of aspects, uh, the U.S. is a first world nation, but uh, we're running away from that as fast as we possibly can. Are we not? We're not <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an extra layer of, you need headbutted when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> Because you are, like, you're trying to, I don't know, something about privilege. I'm not sure on which side something of it. Something about privilege. I'm not sure which side of it this is, but it, it, it sickens me either way. Are you saying, Colin, as a white male, you're uncomfortable with people discussing privilege? Is, is that what I'm hearing? Crap, crap. Easy Barbara Bolt. <laughs> oh my god. Babs, back off. <laughs> Climate's just so hot Here, here. Here's the thing. Is the no one understands how much the white male is oppressed in this oh country. Every time I turn on the TV and radio, they're always complaining about us and nobody else. And it's really hard. And I get out of bed and I try. And I try. But no one appreciates it. No. No, we don't. <laughs> Nor should you. <laughs> it's hard. It's real hard for you. Sorry, man. We can only sympathize so much. Here's the thing. is You haven't been on top as long as we have, so you don't understand what it's like to be taken mm. down, okay? You're not wrong. It hurts, all right? Falling from this high hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, we all hate stubborn our toe, though, don't we, folks? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> over and over. Regardless of how try you try to avoid it, it, it doesn't matter. It just keeps... Well, it's its own hell, isn't it, folks? It's its own hell. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of hell, it's uh, spooky time. Woo-woo! Yay! Yes. Uh, I know Abby is a huge fan of Halloween. Uh, it is my most favoriteest holiday. Yeah, by far. Uh, they have some pretty uh, sweet decor. Oh, yeah. That is uh, Halloween exclusive going on. Uh, one includes, what is his name? Uh, your Mr. large Bones. inflatable? Johnny Bones. Johnny Bones. Yes. He Can is you? a karate skeleton ninja. Yes. Um, his name is Johnny, based on Johnny from a not well-known movie called Karate Kid. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of it. One of those gems that yeah. no one's heard about. Yeah. Yeah. Underground film. <laughs> little Very arthouse. Yes. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, they also have a Stay Puff. Uh, inflatable as well. Yeah. Well, you know, we uh, have a house, so uh, we got some grass, so let's put the, the hokey stuff out. Yes. Right? Yeah. So we're yes. finally able to do it, so that's that's the good news. Yeah, it was <laughs> you know? weird when it was in your apartment blown up. <laughs> oh my god. It's well, like, I'm trying to go to the kitchen. bathroom! Get out of my way, stay puff. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. In the shower. <laughs> That's where it fit. Yes. I can't also, help it. We are recording in Cullen's office, and there is a life-size stuffed fucking Spider-Man in the corner of the room. 
Yeah. We'll have to take a picture of it and post it. It's pretty dope. Uh, yeah. I mean, he is—he's dope. Scared the shit out of me a few times. <laughs> At some point, he'll actually be on the wall somewhere. We got a lot of stuff to hang up, and here we have a lot of wall space. Uh, we got I, a lot of stuff to put on there. Lots of stuff to put on there. I love it. I can't. I can't wait for him to be suspended. Yeah, he's been suspended uh, many times before. I've had him. For, oh yeah. Yeah, I've had him for a long time. I was able to. I uh, got him at Dave and Buster's. I put way too many. What? Tickets into That's it. That's not I know real. That. That's not fucking real. <laughs> it's kept going back over and over until I got him, and then finally. Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. So. How much yeah. do you think he cost you? Oh, more than I'd like to admit, mm. <laughs> unfortunately. But I've had, I've been fortunate, I've been able to live in a couple of places where I've been able to, to hang Oh, in, yeah. Thankfully, so. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, so he'll uh, hopefully protect uh, the house like he always has. Or or just scare the hell out of yes. innocent people that just have to be walking uh, through. That's what I think about whenever we have our garage open, because we have a window from my salon into the garage and I have a bunch of my mannequin heads that I used to use for school up in that window and they're facing out so if anyone ever tries to break into our garage which could fucking look uh, you're not going to be able to step into it number one number two uh, if they look up into the right they're going to be fucking a bunch of people just staring at them. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, they're super creepy. Just, and they're all the same except for there's like male and female. Yeah. Mm. Just they still look pretty much the same. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. They'll have the pursed pink lips. Yes. Mm. Yeah, they're creepy. And some, mm. of, some of them have really good haircuts. And some of them have very bad haircuts. So <laughs> spooky. Good thing Dahmer's not around still because he would be really into those mannequin heads. Oh my around. god, am I right? Which uh, I guess that kind of brings us to our subject today. Yeah. Well, not today, but for the next two episodes. Uh, we're going to be talking about serial killers. Dun, dun, dun. Nothing spookier than being murdered by a stranger. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, that is spooky. It is. I don't want to be murdered Period. by a stranger. I want to be by, murdered by someone who loves me. Yeah. Then it's done with passion. Yeah. Yes. All right, I got you covered. Thank you. <laughs> Just keep pushing the buttons, baby. Baby. <laughs> yes, I know I'm doing that wrong, and I'll fix it. Oh, I'll fix it. <laughs> oh, I'll fix it. Well, um, we are going to start with, I believe, Sam today. All right, all right. You guys ready to get this shit? So I'm ready. Very ready. All right, so today we are going, I am going to talk about Carl Panzram. Yes. Who is a famous serial killer from the, night? well, his killing streak was from the 1920s to 1939. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> 
So Carl Pansram was a nomadic hobo serial killer. He liked to ride the rails and travel around. Ooh, the rails. Perhaps uh, yeah, to the interesting. bulls. Interesting. Uh, one question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what years was this again, please? Uh, he started his killing in 1920. 1920. Yeah. So, before the highway system, or the interstate system, yes. that is one of the things that are credited why there's so many serial killers in the, eight, or in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. This guy... Yeah, oh, before yeah. that. He said, I don't need no car. That's right. Uh-huh. Like in the end but, but if cars were available, or the interstate was available, something like that, would he be doing the same thing? Well, I mean, he's oh, a hobo. He fuck yeah. He can't get a car. He's a yeah, hobo. Yeah, but I mean, no, uh, yeah, no trust me, he would. He's doing the same thing. He'd guy. murder someone, get their car, and then he'd hobo oh. around. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's... It's just a murderer. All right, yeah, all right. and like the like, so many true crime writers have a hard on for Carl Panzeran because like he is, like he's not crazy insane in in uh, uh, like a Richard Chase kind of way. Like if we're gonna put it uh, in life size Spider Man terms, like Richard Chase is more of a carnage. Carl Panzeran is like venom. To where everything he does, he does for a reason or what he believes is like retribution for. Because uh, we'll get His into it. He, he was quite the tortured soul, uh, but not that that's any fucking excuse. But sure, yeah, and uh, as for Sam and I, at least, our speaking of serial killers and then uh, like that type of stuff is done from like the examination of the human condition not in any way of we are understanding or yeah I don't think Carl Pansram is exactly it's not cool we don't have a hard on for it it's just like look at what this human did and affected so many people yeah, if you want the quintessential uh, who is Carl Panzram, uh, I'll explain in a very long quote in his own words. So, Carl Panzram himself, quote, In my lifetime, I have murdered 21 human beings. I have committed thousands of burglaries, robberies, larcenies, arsons, and I, but not least, have committed sodomy on more than a thousand human beings. <laughs> what? Yes. For all these things, I am not the least bit sorry. I have no conscience, so that does not worry me. I do not believe in man, God, or the devil. I hate the whole damned human race, including myself. If you or anyone else will take the trouble and have the intelligence or patience to follow and examine every one of my crimes, you'll find that I have consistently followed one idea through all of my life. I preyed upon the weak, the harmless, and the unsuspecting. (laughs) This lesson I was taught by others. Might makes right. (laughs) Wow. God damn. That's, um... He, he took everything that happened to him personally. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, not hard to do. Not hard to do. When, when we get into his life story, but, uh, yeah. Uh, and also, little note up top for our listeners, there is a lot of uh, trigger uh, sexual uh, assault 
and uh, rape in his life story. And uh, so just be aware. And if you feel like skipping it, uh, you can skip because Carl Pansram is a piece of shit. So if you don't feel like listening to it, don't. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Carl Pansram was born in 1891. Uh, his dad left when he was seven. Uh, like most serial killers, he had a head injury. He had oh. a mastoid ear infection, uh, and Ew. yeah, and the first surgery to like remove the ear mastoids was botched, and so Ew. yeah, so people think that he may have had a little bit of encephalitis with that infection, and yeah, it sure. could have injured his brain from illness instead of just like blunt trauma. Like most of the other head trauma serial killers. So he was a bit of a ruffian, uh, if you will. His mother was super strict, and uh, so he would try to get out of the house as much as possible. His first arrest was at the age of eight. Jesus! <laughs> for, eight. for public intoxication. What? <laughs> yeah, you know. Just, uh... Look, excuse my, me, I'm just trying to get home and play with my jacks. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a hard-knock life for this. What the fuck does an eight-year-old drink? Oh, God, who knows? Oh, whatever, they get their little... Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, whatever you can get your grubby little hands on, you know, like, mm. those kids, when they underage drink, they drink shit like, you know, Mad Dog or mm. fucking Slow Gin or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a future hobo, so it had to be moonshine. Right? I would hope. I would hope. More than likely. No way, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> at age 12, he was arrested for stealing cake, apples, and a revolver from oh. a nearby home that he broke into. That escalated quickly. Yeah. And uh, the judge decided that he wasn't, uh, I guess, he didn't really have juvie back then so sure. he was sent to the Minnesota State Training School okay which was like a Christian based reform school for Ooh. yeah so we're already getting into cringe territory <laughs> because at this school reform school the staff would beat torture and rape most of the students like cool. you know, yeah and they found different ways to torture these kids like they built a spanking machine <laughs> wow yeah it was like a wheel with spokes and like paddles on the end of each one where you turn the crank and then they uh from what i understand they made like more than one and made the kids run through it as they what Jesus. How does one even begin to think about that? Well, it says in Proverbs that spare the rod, spoil the child, and so they're just following the Bible, right? Yeah. That's a whole lot Very, of rods. Yeah. <laughs> well, they used every rod, not just <laughs> including their own. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yes. Minnesota no. So, Carl Pansram learned quickly that you got less punishment if you, like, they would keep going for longer if you would scream and cry and 
Sure. So Carl Panzram learned at the age of 12 that if you didn't scream or cry when they would beat and, and assault you, it was actually better. Wow, it was uh, uh, over quicker. They'd yeah. move on. Yeah, they would move on quicker to someone who wow. would yeah. have more of a reaction. I, Train I, I hate show that. Emotions. I hate that there were humans like that. So he, he was released as a teen and sent back home, which he promptly ran away from. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, he decided he was going to uh, ride the rails and go place to place and started uh, his life as a hobo. Um, he was then uh, assaulted by four other male hobos at the same time. Right. Um, right. Yeah, that was one of the things that really flipped the switch in his head. Because, like, as a as a young kid, like, he was just a ruffian who was mischievous and rambunctious. And then just, like, every single thing that was done to him just kept pushing him farther and farther over the edge. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, once again, not a fucking excuse at all. But... <laughs> no, there have been do people of un- the same type of consequences and they haven't became no that yeah there are people who have been abused and beaten uh, just as much as he was and they become some of the fiercest advocates and and uh people who fight to make sure it doesn't happen to anybody else yeah and he didn't do that so he kept traveling on the trains and Wherever he's yeah, <laughs> wherever he stopped, he liked to rob people and burn down buildings. I mean, you know, <laughs> a little bit of dinner, a little bit of a show. Yeah, yeah. Well, they didn't have dessert. TV back then. They so. sure did. Yeah, what did you expect him to do? Can't go to the pictures every night. I can't afford that. <laughs> Maybe it's a little chilly. Stepping out. <laughs> Maybe it's a little. Chilly. So he was arrested again in 1908 and sent to Leavenworth. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Which was, uh, that was because in he In 1908? Did... Yes. Jesus Christ! He did a brief stint in the army, uh, and Leavenworth was a military prison at the mm. time, so it was like a court-martial thing. Um, yeah, where once again he was... Uh, beaten and assaulted repeatedly by the guards. So, did, did he emit a pheromone? Like, what did he do? <laughs> did so, he at Leavenworth, um, one of the things they did to some of their uh, prisoners is they, I mean, one, it's a hard labor prison. So, yeah. he would walk about four miles, work for eight hours a day, and then walk back four miles to the prison. No, thanks. Yeah. He had to do all this with having a 50-pound ball what? chained what? to his leg. So it's like, all right, so we're doing the Rocky Four montage of a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. By the time he left um, Leavenworth, uh, he was about between like 6'1 and 6'2 and 190 pounds and built like a brick shit house. Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah, and he stayed that build for the rest of his life. I'm sorry. 
How are you working out on the trains? I mean... You lifting goats? I, he just, <laughs> I mean, it's a very active lifestyle. I'm sure he wasn't overindulging. Killing people? Yeah, it turns <laughs> out. Robbing, setting right. fires. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And hobo strength is a real thing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so he was... Uh, once he was released from Leavenworth, he uh, kept doing his hobo thing, except he was just getting more... And more violent, um, he would often beat and or rape his uh, robbery victims. Jesus! For why? It's a power thing. Uh, mm -hmm. He had his power taken away so many times, He it was uh, how he chose to try to reclaim it. Uh, not cool, bro. No, definitely not cool. So, in 1915, uh, Pans Ram was caught. He was a shitty thief. Like, he was in that... He had no subtlety or trying to cover up any of his shit. He was very much a strong arm robber. and grab. Yeah. <clears throat> so, in 1915, he was caught and sent to Oregon State Penitentiary, which was one of the worst Gross. prisons to be sent to in the country at the time. Like, it had a horrible reputation. Wow. Yeah. They had a part of the Oregon State Penitentiary, uh, it, like, it was like many prisons inside one big prison to oh. uh, keep prisoners separate based on, like, how bad they were. And, like, some of the more problematic prisoners, they put them in what was called the bullpen. Mm. Which was a circle drawn on the ground. And they put them, the inmates, in line and made them walk the, in the edge of the circle all day. Jesus. Oh. Anyone who fell down or quit, like, was taken out and beaten. Anyone right. who tried to leave the circle was shot on sight. <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> Um, what purpose is this? Uh, Just to fuck with them? Paying your debt to society? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I... Well, rehabilitation, yeah. folks. Yeah, right? right? Yeah. Oh, Just my God. Trying to create a deterrent? I don't fucking know. It's almost like people who have given minimal power who they look at less than. They kind of treat those less thans uh, like not people, like animals. Holy yeah. shit. We're not sure the size of the circle, but Carl Panzram said it was uh, 120 steps uh, to, around. Oh, my God. I mean, you walk it that many times. Like, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. remember You'll how. Know. Yeah. 120. So, yeah, no. Keep that cardio in. Keep them lean. Keep the endurance up. It's like it's like they were trying to create him in a lab, I swear to God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to breed exactly what he became. So, yeah, he was supposed to serve seven years at Oregon. Um, they also, I mean, they had a lot of inventive ways to punish prisoners. They would hang you from the ceiling, like, with your arms over your head. Ew. They, I'd suffocate. <laughs> um, they would also throw them in solitary where, like, I'm sure it's, like, Kind of like Alcatraz, where he would get, or no, Alcatraz was known for having Alcatraz better food. means pelican. And Alcatraz does mean pelican, uh, but in the era of Alcatraz's heyday, most prisons solitary confinement was you get 
a slice of bread and a glass of water every day. Cute. So I'm sure this was pretty similar, but lucky enough, there were plenty of cockroaches that you could eat. No, absolutely not. So, 3,000% no. And Carl Panzram was not the ideal prisoner. He caused whatever <laughs> trouble he could, as much as he could. He tried to escape every prison he was in repeatedly, and he would also try to help any other prisoner escape. That's kind of great, though. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> so he, so if I'm in prison. At one point, he lived on cockroaches, bread, and water. That's very likely. And rage. And yeah. rage, yeah, yeah, no, sure. No. Oh. So, yeah, I'd kill. I get it. Right. I'm not saying Rage good. Rage is sodomy. <laughs> Rage is sodomy. Yeah. The but what well, I don't know about that. Whatever. But I can I I can see being upset. That's great. That's that's awful. Wow. I'd voice some complaints. So yeah. right. <laughs> I want to speak to the manager. Manager. <laughs> so uh, he became friends with this dude named Otto Hooker. Uh, great name. Right. <laughs> In his first year. Um, he uh, helped Hooker escape, and um, during the escape, the warden was killed by Hooker. What the fuck? Yeah. Was that on the itinerary? No. He, like, the <clears throat> warden, like, joined the posse. What the fuck? To go after him, and then the one day Otto ended ass. up, yeah, Otto ended up shooting him. Uh, Whoa. Right? And so the warden... Now, it, it was known that Pansram helped him to escape. Uh-oh. And then the warden's brother Whoop. took over oh. as the new warden. And, yeah, it wasn't they great. They were best friends? Yeah, it was not great for Pansram yeah. after that. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> so, in 1917, he escaped but was immediately caught. Oh, okay. Uh, in 19- so, are we really going to call that an escape? He took a walk. Right, yeah. He, right. Um, but in 1918, he escaped. Like, escaped, Said escaped. Deuces. Yes. And so, then he keeps doing the same thing for another couple years until 1920. And in 1920, he robbed the home of former president William Howard Taft. Oh, my God. <laughs> he, it was one of his weirdly... Uh, very successful robberies um, where he stole enough money and loot to where he bought a yacht. (laughs) What? (laughs) A hobo yacht. A hobo yacht. The upkeep on that, he's just throwing money at this Hobo's not thinking right. Yeah, he's a murderer, well, so you know who, who's thinking right. Well, yeah, he, no he, he definitely used it to his advantage because in 19... Did he become a pirate? Of sorts. <laughs> oh my god. Kind of an ass pirate. <laughs> oh my god. He got a different kind of booty. Uh, so in 1920 was also the year he started murdering people. Perfect. I uh, got murder. There you go. While he and his boat were in New York, uh, one by one he lured ten soldiers on board ten where where he raped them, murdered them, and dumped their bodies into the Atlantic Ocean when he was done with them. Oh. My. God. Yeah. Ten. Ten. Yes. Like, was this, like, 
like at once? Like, no, no. This is <laughs> this is over a period. I'm not sure how long. Okay, okay. That, that makes oh more sense. Yeah, yeah, that does. But, yeah, but not still. like a conveyor belt. Yes. <laughs> but still, just having that many, yeah, uh, naval men. Being yes, murdered. because like, bro, your guys aren't coming back. Why are you going anywhere? Yeah, we lost another one. That's that's number eight. Yeah, oh, we better check this out. Boy. So at some point his yacht sank. <laughs> okay. I don't. Uh, I can look. I don't remember why I can look into it, but uh, I, I assume it has something to do with what Colin said. Boats take a lot of upkeep. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's important to stay on on that. Feel like he had a job, right? So his yacht sank, and he decided he was going to go to Africa. What? Yeah, he took his hobo serial killer on a world tour. Uh, oh my god. As one does. Yeah. <laughs> so he As stowed away do. on a ship and got off uh, at Angola. Um, shortly after arriving, he uh, assaulted and killed a young boy. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Wasting no time. There's So just assume from here on out, if he killed or robbed someone, he probably sodomized them as well. Like, great, great, great. Just because I don't like saying that time after yep, time. Yep. So just assume that that's his MO. Um, a few days later, he booked a crocodile hunting expedition. Oh my God. Where comprised of six guides and himself. Oh my God. He raped all the guides and the crocodiles. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he did kill all six of them and feed them to the crocodiles. Jesus! He may have assaulted the last one, but I feel like it's hard to assault and kill six people at the same time. So he definitely assaulted the crocodiles. <laughs> I Maybe? I don't know. They only have one hole. <laughs> the other one is bitey. It yeah. is bitey. <laughs> so... After this, he got a little tired of America, or Africa, rather, and came back to America with a brief pit stop in Portugal, but, like... The, okay. Yeah, I, the, he didn't really do much in Portugal, because, like, the heat was kind of on to him from the whole Africa thing. Uh, uh, yeah, you can't rape crocodiles and just get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so he continued uh, his typical MO of robbing and killing people Great. Uh, until 1928 when he was uh, arrested again for robbery. Um, in this time, he also confessed to killing two uh, young boys. Oh. Which bought him 25 years at his old... Haunt Leavenworth. Oh, great. Um, and then his last murder victim was... They decided that we should probably keep Carl Pansram away from the other inmates because it usually doesn't work out too well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, they had him do laundry and... Smart, wash and fold. Yeah, except he... Uh, his, the laundry foreman... Uh, the one guy he pretty much interacted with in his job at the prison. Yeah, Pansram beat him to death with an iron bar. Jeez. <laughs> and that is how Pansram uh, earned himself the death sentence. Uh, oh, yeah. 
I mean, and sounds about right. Yeah, uh, Pantram was happy to get the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I think he felt it was like a fitting end to the monster that the world created but couldn't handle. Is like I feel like that's how he wow. perceived himself. Oh, you know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> of course I do these things. Look at what was done to me. Yeah. And there was actually a human rights group that tried to get Pansram off death row. He will rape and kill you. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> to those people? Yeah. He wow. said that they were stupid and that he wanted to do the... Either, something like he wanted to do the dance at uh, in the electric chair at the end of the rope or whatever and that if he had the chance he would have killed every single one of them wow (laughs) so while on death row which Carl Pantram would openly talk about the horrible things that happened to him and there was a guard on death row named Henry Lesser who took pity on Carl and uh, somehow they became friends and, All right. Uh, Henry as long Les- as he's behind bars. Right. Henry Thick, thick bars. Thick bars, yeah. Uh, Henry Lesser would slip him supplies and convinced Pansram to write down his life story. And like a mm, series mm, of... Mm. Which, I mean, Carl Pansram, one, is arguably a really good writer. <laughs> Uh, but he also okay. has a steel trap of a memory. Like, people, you know, you never want to trust a serial killer's own words yeah. uh, of their own legend. But when he brought up victims, he would say uh, he may not remember the name of the victim, but he says, Look up this town at this time, and I'm sure there's something in the paper of. You know, a person, person yeah, this person about this age found dead in this way. Wow, (sighs) and he had receipts, is what you're, yeah. So he had receipts, and uh, honestly, this is probably the best thing he ever did in his life was to write down his life story, provide receipts, yeah. Yeah, So, I mean, because some of those people and families, granted, it's going to be many, many years later, uh, because Henry Lesser took these and compiled them uh, in... Wow. And in 1930, and then... What a job. Yeah. (laughs) And then he spent the next 40 years trying to get them published, and they were finally published in 1970. Wow. And so, like, the, you know, extended families or descendants of these victims could, you know, finally possibly get a little bit of closure. Yeah. Even though it's not pretty or anything, but, you know, sometimes for people even just knowing is better than not knowing. But, yeah, that's probably the only good thing Carl Panzeram ever did in his life was to write down the story so people could study him for the creature he was. Uh, he was hanged on September 5th, 1930. Whoa. At the age of 39. I missed. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I misspoke earlier. He It was from 1920 to 1930. I said 39 because that was the age that he died. He sure. was 39. Well, I mean, he was killing. Yeah. He was oh, killing more than just time. time. More <laughs> than just time. But, yeah, no, like, Carl Pantram, like I said earlier, like, he was not, 
Uh, actually, I'll move on to... I forgot I have another page of notes. Uh, so, little known is about most of his victims. Uh, the ten soldiers that he killed, uh, they are not named. Uh, the seven people he killed in Africa, the guides and the 11 or 12-year-old boy, not named. Uh, on July 18th, 1922, in Salem, Massachusetts, he killed a 12-year-old boy named George Henry McMahon. Jesus. Uh, in 1927, or, uh, I'm sorry, in June 27, 1923, uh, allegedly it's his only victim from, uh, self-defense, uh, an, un- oh. an unnamed man supposedly tried to rob car pants ram. Oh, yes. wow. Yeah, it didn't work. Wow. They're trying yeah. to mug Jason Voorhees. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Oh my god, you came to the right place. Uh, in 1923, he killed an unnamed boy who was about 11 or 12 in New Haven, Connecticut. Cool. In 1928, he killed Alexander Lusick, who was 14. And then he... Yeah, he had a type, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah... Here's in 1929 he killed his laundry foreman Robert Warnke, but yeah no that's his thing is like all of the uh, even though he was built like a brick shit house, pretty much every adult that he killed he shot any other than the laundry foreman who he beat with the iron bar because he didn't have a gun, but all of the 11, 12, and the 14-year-old kids that he killed, uh, the the boy in Africa, he beat with a rock. The others were uh, strangled. So, like, he... What the fuck? Yeah, so, like, it's not that he was so wronged. He took... This is not John Wick who's taking revenge on the people who killed his dog. Yeah. It's someone killed his dog, so then he goes and strangles a 12-year-old. Like, that's not... Um, yeah. <laughs> that's not... It's a way disproportionate reaction. Yeah. yeah, so he's not some scary fucking Jason Voorhees. He's someone who preyed on people who were weaker than him, and mm. it just happened to be a lot of people <laughs> with who he was, but... Like I said, yeah, he... What's the point of being a jacked motherfucker if you're just gonna fuck around with kids like what's the point Uh, I couldn't tell you yeah well good Uh, I I don't have the frame of reference to be able to understand that but yeah no like we said yeah he did not he did not advocate and try to prevent this from happening to other people he literally just preyed on people who were weaker than him and he felt justified because he was able to do it meant that it was okay. Wow. Like he said in that end of that quote, might makes right. My I'm stronger than you, so I can do whatever I want, and that's okay, is is the Ugh. piece of shit that this guy was. Wow. Wow. Well, uh, thanks, I guess. Because <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Uh, he's not super well known. No, he's not, and there is, I mean, don't get me wrong, I died glossed over a shitload oh, yeah. of things that happened to him and things that he did. Um, one of my main sources was uh, our one of our other favorite podcasts, Last Podcast on the Left, does a three-episode deep dive on him. Um, so if you want to learn more, and, and they are very good at 
presenting this information in a very palatable way uh, mm-hmm. to, yes. to learn how how awful his life and subsequently how awful he was. But yeah, I glossed over a lot of it because I'm not that talented to make it, to go over that many horrible things and make it palatable to listen to. So I glossed over and breezed past a sure. lot. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate that. Knowing your limits over there. <laughs> your comedic limits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't put a clown nose on that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Speaking of, Miss Abby, have you brought some uh, shit to share? I have, although I would like to preface that I was not nearly as detailed and thorough as Sam, so I really screwed up. I should have went first. <laughs> so I, it would have seemed better, but oh no, someone last for the same reason. It's like it's like hey, right in and on a high point. It's a, yes. a tail end, oh the caboose. God. Yes, the caboose. I'm bringing the caboose today. So I am not going to probably be revealing anything that the general public doesn't already know about Mr. John Wayne Gacy. Oh, Lord. So I just, as someone who didn't know about him, just kind of picked out what stood out to me, what I thought was interesting. Love Um, it. So Cullen and I recently watched the Dahmer um, series on Netflix, and there was just a short little blip um, in a couple episodes about Gacy. And I probably knew about him previously, but the way my memory works, I've forgotten, so it was like brand new again. And I am personally terrified of clowns. (laughs) Samesies. So that's why I was very interested in this sadistic... uh, Killer clown, as oh he God. became known. So John Wayne Gacy was born March seventeenth, nineteen forty-two, uh, to a father that basically hated him. Great! What a great way to start. <laughs> so he was chubby. Before your women, chubby, not okay. athletic. And his father, um, actually, Gacy's first memory was his father beating him with a belt. Wow. And the second was uh, being hit across the head with a broomstick to the point of losing consciousness. There we go. There's her head injury. (laughs) So he, uh, his father was an alcoholic Obviously abusive. An alcoholic who beat their kid. Wow. You never hear about that. That's so weird. That's original. Um, So he was definitely a mama's boy. Sure. Um, He had two sisters as well that he was close to. Um, and his father just used that as fuel against him. Oh, uh, fucking course. Called him a sissy and a mama's boy. Uh. He liked to use the F word. Oh, cute. Uh, said that he was too effeminate. 
uh, leak all of the derogatory terms. So if Ben Stiller's character in Heavyweights was a father... Even even more extreme, though. Yeah, no, in real life, not a cute Disney movie. Right, right, yes. Bobby Knight as your dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's probably pretty close. Yeah, appropriate. I put a bad taste in my mouth how accurate that probably was. Sorry, that's an old IU college coach, if you don't know who that is. And if not, congratulations. Yeah, 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 I would love that. He used to throw chairs at players and... And refs. And refs. Yeah. He strangled one of his own players. Uh, yeah. yeah, on the court during a game. Yeah. Not, like, during practice or, like, when... I mean, he, he choked him during practice, too. It's just he, yeah, let, yeah, yeah. he, he let it slip it in front of an like a, an auditorium of a shitload of people. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Any Yeah. Bobby Knight, Dad. Yeah. Yep. Um, so in addition to being overweight, he also had a heart condition oh. and was quite sickly. Um, his father, of course, um, claimed that he was faking oh. um, all of his illnesses. Gotcha. Heart condition. Real, um, real Teddy Roosevelt's dad. Right. right. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. So he had seizures. He... Oh. Had a burst appendix. Oof. Um, and actually, out of the four years of high school, um, it added up he attended one year. Wow. The rest of the time, um, between the ages of 14 and 18, he was in hospital beds. So you're telling me he was valedictorian. Uh, correct. <laughs> so we probably can infer that he was uh, not very uh, socially developed from sure. being isolated Real and awkward not uh, not able to participate in school activities or sports or anything. Yeah, there's like not that. a sport so, that you can play, sir. Yeah. Um, he also uh, claims that he was molested as a child on two separate occasions, uh, a female babysitter and then an older male uh, construction worker that was doing work in the area, whether or not, wow. uh, you know, these can be proven or not, but that was the claim that, that he made. Um, So we're going to fast forward to him being in his early 20s. He uh, decided to head to Las Vegas. Um, I like to call it lost wages. Oh, my God. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. We've got jokes for days. Um, And lo and behold, thought... Maybe I'll get a job at a mortuary, as one does. Yeah. Yeah. So he became the janitor. Uh, <laughs> he took a lovely room above the uh, embalming area. Oh, my God. Absolutely Just not. a cozy, Ooh. just a cozy little bedroom for one. Oh, uh, my God. Necrophilia. You know. Ooh. Um, he admits to at least twice crawling into coffins no. with young men and no. fondling and caressing their corpses. Ew! 
Uh, Ew! So he had access to <sighs> dead bodies and became very clear uh, that he had some really sick and depraved uh, sexual tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought you were going right. to say that he climbed into the drawer and just like to be shut in there and just... <laughs> just experience the cold darkness or something. That got so much worse. <laughs> yeah, so that sort of was our first insight into the fact that things were not going to go well from no, here. No wonky. No. Um, we're going to fast forward again to uh, 1964. Um, despite identifying as gay, he decides he needs to get married. Sure. Perfect, as finds, one does. Finds a wife and uh, get married. grow a beard and not grab a beard. <laughs> <laughs> like, but. Um, he was engaged in 1964 um, and then they got married in September and then in 1966 they moved to Iowa. He um, had a very strained relationship with his father-in-law, but he owned a chain of KFCs in the area. Oh my god, I completely forgot. (laughs) I forgot the colonel had a part in this tale. So Gacy was (laughs) a manager at one of the local KFCs, and then... (laughs) had access to uh, young so young men and boys. boys. And he decided, you know what? I'm gonna remodel my basement to make it a fun teenage boy hangout area. He installed a tiki bar, uh, a pornography viewing area. Oh, so like the teenage version of Neverland Ranch. <laughs> Instead oh, of a with, fair, with less yeah. monkeys. Well, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. Same, same amount of monkey monkeys. business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, he also uh, joined uh, the local chapter of the JCs, which I had no uh, familiarity with what it's the like JCs were. So it wasn't religious based. It was um, more community service leadership skill future leaders of america type thing but it was marketed um to the 18 to 40 year old single white male oh Uh, it was founded in 1920 a smorgasbord um so he thought this sounds like a great organization i'm gonna get involved with them yeah, because, you know, YMCA is, you know, not creepy enough. So let's creep they up. They ask too many questions. Yeah, they ask too many questions. Let's creep up the JCs. Cool. <laughs> so he started using his basement bar uh, to lure the teenage boys back with the booze and the porn. Um, when he couldn't take advantage of them that way, he would pay $50 for sex. Oh. Um, and then would use blackmail uh, to keep them quiet. Right. Uh, so he didn't have any fear of it being reported or him being found out. Uh, so you know what you're doing is uh, fucking awful. Yes. Right. Yeah, you Correct. can't claim insanity if... Yes. 
innocent by reasons of ins- or not guilty by reasons of insanity if you plan and cover up that much. Yeah, yeah. This was taking it further than premeditation, I feel like, because yeah. he's yeah. designing his house. Yeah, this is and like his uh, lifestyle, structural and choices, his extracurricular activities. It's all his, it's to his feed hobby. into this, it literally, you know, exactly. quite literally, yeah. And all while living with his first wife and their two children, a boy and a girl. It's like um, the worst version of HGTV ever. <laughs> God damn it! Design a dungeon, <laughs> yes. Um, but turns out in August of 1968. He picked the wrong boy. Oh. Uh, He chose the son of one of his friends that was also in the JCs. Wow. Uh, Mr. Voorhees. No way. Correct. Was it? Was his name Jason? It wasn't, but I so wish it was. (laughs) So close. So, um, the son uh, confessed to his father what had happened. At the same time, another unrelated 16-year-old boy went to the police. Good. So, uh, a domino effect. Gacy was uh, indicted uh, on one count of sodomy. Oh, then he paid one of his employees to beat up and intimidate Voorhees. What the fuck? Uh, to keep him um, from testifying against him in court, but was immediately caught and Good. then sentenced to 10 years in prison. Not long enough. Um, in the day after, I want to say, um, his wife... Uh, served him with divorce papers. Good. And Good. he never saw her or his two children again. Good. Good. No contact <laughs> yeah. made from that point. So, great. This is a bad guy. He's been caught. He's sentenced to 10 years in prison. Good news, right? Yes. Yeah. Great news. No. Shit. No. Um, because we're talking about the American justice system. So, he was a model prisoner. Of course he was. Fucking bootlicker. He started his own prison chapter of JC's. What a piece of shit. He became the head cook. He was well Well, he knows how to do fried chicken. He's got that Colonel special recipe. He does. All 29 spices. Finger looking good. God damn it. Um, He also earned his high school degree. And so, after serving 18 months, he is released from his 10-year sentence in 1971 with a whopping 12 months of probation. Okay, well, here's the thing, is you're talking about the American justice system, but this guy's clearly rehabilitated himself. He's gotten a high school diploma. He pulled himself up by the bootstraps to become head cook. He started uh, a JC chapter in prison. Like, that's the gumption that built this country. So, you know, 18 months is 
long enough for you know brutally assaulting two yeah. minors or something. I don't know. I lo- I lost it at the end. <laughs> he's a nice white boy. He'll he'll change, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, he's already he's already shown steps of changing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting twist. He was uh, subjected to a. A psychological evaluation while he oh, was in prison. Oh yeah. And let's uh, let's read the things that obviously supported his being released. Let us visit. Right. Yeah. He was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. Which is a burden that he's trying to overcome. All right. Okay. He was mm. deemed a permanent threat to society. Oh. Okay. Well, she's this psychiatrist is obviously a bitch who just has it out for him. <laughs> Probably a woman, right? It yeah. has to be. I mean, if you ask Gacy, he'd say that. And he's a trustworthy source. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, called a true psychopath oh. and a sexual sadist. Great. So, definitely someone that should be reintegrated well, into society. Well, if you society. don't release him, how else is he going to get into politics? Exactly. How is he going to keep doing good in the world? Yeah. Uh, Yes. So he promptly moves uh, to Illinois. Oh, all right. Um, And interestingly enough, was never uh, registered, followed up with on this probation. So anything future was not logged as a violation of his parole because no one knew that he was on parole or had even ever uh, sure. been arrested and convicted of a crime. It was the time before they shared shit. I hate this so much. Yes. Yeah. So it is very similar to, I would think, a lot of serial killers in this time yeah. frame where a perfect storm of there not being any centralized database. Right. Uh, no one following up on things if you move out of state. Um, yeah. Yeah, unless You're you garner. Person. Yeah, unless you garner the attention of the FBI, like and sure. you, and commit federal crimes. Sure. Yeah. If it's just state level crimes and you just hop states, yeah, there was very little chance that they were going to communicate and. And then Flowery. also coupled into the fact that uh, police were especially quick to write off uh, things involving males as lovers quarrels. Oh, yeah, because that shit's icky. And I don't want to deal with that, that icky. To write off these things. Most of the reports were never believed or followed up by right. police. Um, anytime someone was reported missing, they just said, oh, they're a runaway. There's no need for us to do anything. Um, so yes, definitely a lot of things were. that, yeah. that were in well, his favor. I remember being like 10. I ran away from home for like three blocks until it started getting dark and my feet hurt and I didn't bring a warm enough jacket. Like when, oh like, my God. <laughs> nine times out of 10, like when kids run away, they don't go far and stay away forever without a trace. Like when, when kids disappear without a trace, they didn't. Fucking run away. It's <laughs> yeah. not how it works. Yeah. So that brings us to the 1970s. Uh, Gacy is in Illinois. Um, 
He starts a construction company. Cool. He starts to get actively involved in politics. He was... Oh, I was kidding about the politics thing. Nope. I was just saying that American politics is filled with psychopaths. Nope, you were right on track. He was was his uh, Democratic... uh, community captain of some sort so he would follow up in his neighborhood with people he was known for throwing these lavish parties barbecues and cocktails and just he wanted to hobnob with anyone that he thought would give him a sense of power sure. right. or someone who could help him out of situations. Right. So he was, Absolutely. yeah, like a fundraiser and donor and Absolutely. activist for his local yeah. Democratic Party. Boo! He then decides, you know, probably should get married again to keep up the status quo right. and appearances. Oh my God, I forgot he he finds another woman, a second wife, in 1972 to marry him, who was recently divorced and had two children of her own. Perfect. Uh, they move in together. Uh, and this is just seven months after he has killed his first victim. Oh. <sighs> the one and only victim he used a knife on uh, because he decided later that it was too messy um, and he didn't like it. Well, so. I'd have to agree with him. It is quite messy. That is that your least favorite life. form of killing people, Cassie? That, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. When I'm out here killing people, yeah. it's not a knife. But, I mean, the fact that he got married... Here's, here's the thing. is you got to remember, if you feel lonely and that no one will love you, just be yourself. It'll happen. Gacy got married twice, all right? And if John and Gacy... Wow. Can, there's someone out there for you. It's going to happen. It's Don't lose hope. Even, okay? even a gay man can find two women to marry him. Exactly. Even a gay murderer can find two women to marry. Whew. Oh my god. So Gacy is taking advantage of his construction company. Um, He is abusing many of his employees, which are all uh, young men. Of course. Um, He is trolling uh, the neighborhoods that were known um, for a lot of... um, recently identified gay kids that would be thrown out of their homes and living on the streets. Um, He liked to pose as a police officer. Wow. He bought a specific old model black car, put the spotlights mounted. He had, I don't remember, I think it was 30 some different badges in his collection. Um, So he would never identify himself as a police officer. But when the person pulled over says, oh, you're a cop, he would just go along with it and then say, hey, uh, give me a blowjob and I won't arrest you or give you a ticket and let you go on your way. 
So these were How the horrifying young people uh. he was preying on. Every one of his victims was under the age of 30. Great. The youngest was 14. Ew. So uh, he is still moving up the political ladder, uh, making a great uh, living with the construction company. Mm, perfect. He gets I'm glad. to meet First Lady Rosalind Carter um, when she comes for a rally. He gets a photo with her, which was then later quite an embarrassment to the White House <laughs> when hilarious. he was arrested because she signed it best wishes. Oh, hilarious. Oh, my God. And that's coming from Jimmy Carter, who is not the most respected president, no. also had a brother named Billy Carter, who was a bit of a loose cannon and had quite a few faux pas under his belt. So, like, for for his wife to be on the map with this one is, uh, yeah, take, Ooh, takes, a, takes a bit. Yes. He also uh, decides that he can have more access to young children. Um, and more clout in the community by taking up clowning. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so why his, not? one of his alter egos was Pogo the Clown, uh-huh. Ew. Uh, which had very distinctive high corner red mouth doodles. smile. Yeah. Um, he liked the fact that he could rage out on a child quickly when no one was looking and then go right back into the the happy clown persona and not get caught. I hate that. Uh, He loved uh, using what he called magic tricks on his victims when he would bring them home. Do you believe in magic? (laughs) Oh my god. uh, Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> he would put a pair of handcuffs on himself, pretend to get out of them mm. by using a sleight of hand with the key already sure. in his hand, and then said, now you try. Perfect. And when they mm. immediately struggled to get out of them, he would say, the trick is you have to have the key. And that's when he would begin laughing and torturing them. Right. So uh, real, yes. real horror movie situation. Yeah. His favorite was uh, strangulation with his tourniquet technique. Oh. Where you put a pencil or another object mm. into the rope and uh, then uh-huh. twist. Yeah. Um, wow. But not, of course, before he tortured, raped, sodomized them, etc. That, I mean, yeah, what are you going to do? Just mercifully do it? But he liked to keep them close, so he buried them in his crawl space. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. his marital home. Oh, Um, And then came up with different uh, reasons to explain the smell. They have a moisture problem. I'd Uh, say. It's damp, etc. I mean, look, this wife has seen this dude fucking rub elbows. I'm sure she's gotten hints that he's not heterosexual. 
Uh, then he randomly picks up clowning. If she hasn't run yet, like, she's not gonna. Let's be honest. <laughs> so he talked to her before they got married um, and explained to her what had happened when he was arrested originally. He was honest with her. Wow. And she knew that he was having uh, relations with these young boys in the garage. What? But she was okay with it and did not know that they were being murdered. Are you my ass? But she knew that he was hanging out with boys in the garage. Oh my god. Um... Let's see what other lovely things we can... I kind of want to wrap it up because I don't want to give this asshole any more uh, airtime. Fair. So, in uh, December of 78, he was arrested uh, after being followed continuously for several weeks. Oh, shit. He finally cracked... And uh, after this little cat and mouse game he had playing, he had been playing with the officers. He finally cracked and was arrested. Um, after confessing everything uh, to his lawyer, um, so total between 1972 and 1978, he killed at least 33. Oh, what the fuck? But it's claimed to be more around 45. So they think it's more, but 33 confirmed. In In his house, uh, 26 bodies were recovered from the crawl space. Um, 20... Then he Six. had some in the garage, and then when he ran out of room there, he started dumping them in the lake. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, he was sentenced to death um, and yeah. was killed 14 years later. 14, 14 years he was on death row and claimed that he did not do it all, that it was of a false confession that he actually was framed. By whom? Yeah, exactly. His wife? (laughs) Who has it out for him? Oh, Uh, my God. understanding some politics, he's a very powerful individual, and with that power and position, he just naturally incur enemies, right? Right. That and the clowning. Yeah, people hate clowns. Rightfully so. (laughs) Yeah. So while he's on death row, he makes a modest living selling his paintings. Gross. uh, Answering fan mail. Like George W. Bush. (sighs) Oh my God. A lot of the paintings are of clowns, uh, which is just even creepier. Cool. Um, There were a few copycats, people that did similar things as him he that he inspired wow. Hate it. uh definitely no remorse um well, he, <laughs> he loved to say clowns can get away with murder oh. and Ooh. his final words were kiss my ass what 
Yeah. So this uh, sums up the type of man that he was. A couple other interesting facts. Another uh, serial killer was his employee, Robin Getcht. I'm probably mispronouncing, was a leader of a satanic cannibal serial killer group called the Chicago Ripper Crew. Oh, And interestingly enough, he at one point was one of Gacy's employees. Wow. Another interesting fact is if he had served his entire sentence of 10 years, he would have been released the day his last victim disappeared. What the fuck? It literally all could have been prevented. If they just kept his ass in prison. The one good thing I took from it was in 1984, Gacy's lawyer, Amarante, created the Missing Child Recovery Act. Wow. Which prior to, in Illinois, authorities had to wait 72 hours. What? After a child was reported missing. A child? To begin searching. They had a mandatory 72-hour waiting period. I think the 24-hour period Before is they long. could begin searching. Yeah. So his recovery act did away with that. And then other states started adopting similar laws. And then eventually a nationwide network for missing children slowly developed into what we now know today as the Amber Alert System. Yes. So that wow. is the only good that came from Gacy. But I had a few things while thinking about this is that Gacy loved having the publicity and the notoriety. Yeah. And so then it made me feel bad about wanting to talk about him because I feel like he's still getting what he wanted even though he's dead. Yeah. Um, I wasn't able to find names and information about any of his victims. I had the same issue. So I can't highlight them, unfortunately. And then it also led me to think, are we contributing to this when we talk about mass murderers or killers in general? Are we perpetuating this? Yeah, the different school shooters. That when disturbed uh, individuals are looking for this, are we contributing to that? So I don't have any answers to these (laughs) questions. I'm just sharing some of the thoughts I had. And then I was like, why do we not have serial killers anymore? Not that we don't know that we don't have them anymore, but it's just, well, a lot of the police work and networks and things have come a long way. Technology, But also I feel like with the accessibility of assault weapons, we have exchanged serial killers with mass murderers who feel like they would be caught if they killed a single right. person over a long period sure. of time. So they've swapped that with, let's kill a huge amount of people all at once. That's really interesting. Um, so those were just some of the thoughts I had. That's a really interesting uh, 
film or lens to look at it through yeah. that exchange. Hmm. Makes you think. <laughs> for sure. Well, thanks so much for bringing uh, uh, light to some of the assholery that yeah. Pogo was up to. Yeah, that fucking... Just a huge asshole. Oh, yeah. One last thing I forgot to say. They did study his brain afterwards. Did they? And found, as far as what they could examine, nothing abnormal. Nothing of note. Nothing of note. So, just chose to be a total chode. Wow. Wow. Well, well, well. (sighs) I think that brings us to... uh, Get that shit. Samuel, do you uh, you have something for us to get today? Uh, yes, I do. I have, since it's spooky season. The spookiest. Uh, gotta love plugging spooky uh, paraphernalia, if you will. Uh, yes. So I am plugging this shop on Etsy uh, called Cunning Linguist Co. Uh, Co- or Co- Cunning... Linguist. Yes. Um, where uh, this shop offers stickers and patches and uh, pins. Uh, they have a couple earrings and a couple t-shirts. Um, but yeah, uh, there's a pin that says, it's a heart that says, I'm a slut for cryptids and has Mothman oh, behind it. my God. Uh, another heart-shaped pin that says legal abortion saves lives. Yes. Um, there's, uh, she, she makes a bunch of pins that are the classic, hello, I'm blank name tags and written in as, hello, I'm hungry. Or you can get, hello, I'm tired of this shit. Or, hello. I'm tired of this shit. (laughs) Hello, I'm about to choose violence. Uh. (laughs) That's and amazing. There are different, like, little ghost pins, uh, all different. There's, like, non-binary, there's pan, there's trans, oh. there's intersex, like, pretty much any of the LGBTQIA plus community. Just different flags. Ghosts. Yeah, little ghost pins. Aww. Yeah. Um, other, like, she has, like, 176 different items that she offers. Wow. The most expensive is a shirt that's, like, $28, but... Other than 12 items that are between 25 and less, wow. like everything else is $10 or less when it comes to like the stickers and pins and patches and yeah. A lot of, if you if you like listening to our show, you'll like, I, I'm pretty sure you'll like all of the products that uh, Cunning Linguist Co. has to offer. I love it. You can find them on uh, Etsy or on Patreon.com slash Cunning Linguist Co. You should check them out for the name alone. Right? Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, there's also a rapper named uh, Cunning Linguist. I don't believe oh. they're affiliated, but uh, yeah, I've listened to that before as well. That's uh, amazing. But yeah, no, a lot of cute stuff. Super cheap. Uh, Me? I need ghost pens. <laughs> I need more flair. You can totally get all the flair you want on Perfect. this. Perfect. Perfect. Well, while you are ordering your own... Oh, well, wait. Thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> You're so funny. 
laughing at. Don't laugh. I'm trying to edit it out. <laughs> Fine, it's real. We don't want to lie to our listeners. Yeah, it's raw. <laughs> Uh, we're raw dogging it out here. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show again. Really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Hope you're back on soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Round two, round two. Right. We'll get we'll get that plugging away here in a second. But uh, while you're now searching for your ghosty pens, <laughs> make sure that you have us in your earballs. You can find us on all of the different streaming platforms, including Podbean. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If those don't suit your fancy, you can find more platforms on our Instagram bio at GTS underscore podcast. While you're there, make sure you do the like, the follow, subscribe so we can continue to grow our shit. Check out our link tree to find our website, episodes, resources, uh, extra streaming platforms, and much more. Please holler at us if you have a small business you want to hype or a topic you don't want to do homework on. You can shoot us an email at getthisshitpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow Sam at getthissam. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And I'm uh, the Snip and Cast Watch. Well, see you guys next time. Yeah, man. Love and light. Stay stinky. I can't stand you. Bye. <laughs>